0: Hello, travelers. Welcome to the Mwende Wino podcast. Mwende Wino translates to go well in several Zambian languages and is a way of bestowing travel mercies on people who are embarking on a journey. The Mwende Wino podcast aims to inspire you to explore your city, country, continent, and beyond. In each episode, I speak to people who embody what traveling means to them. I am your host, Mazuba Kapambwe. Now, today's episode is dedicated to train travel. Um, the coronavirus has changed how we travel. Um, basically forever, and um, a lot of trend experts are talking about a move towards other alternative sources of traveling, so trains are one of those. Um, In this episode, I have two guests who share their experiences traveling by train in South Africa and in Zambia. My first guest is Lulu Lamanjapa. She's a travel blogger and freelance travel writer of Wanderlust Lulu, and she will share her experience taking the train from Johannesburg to Cape Town in South Africa. Hi Lulu. Welcome to the Wino podcast. Hi
1: Bazuba. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're very welcome now, I was on Twitter that's how I discovered you and then I read a blog post that you did about taking a recent trip that you took on the Shosholoza um tourist class train. From Johannesburg yeah. to Cape Town. So, can you tell myself and the listeners what inspired this trip? Like, why did you take this particular mode of transport versus, like, I don't know, taking a bus or you know, taking another kind of uh, transport?
1: Um. So, for me, um, okay, I needed to make a trip to Cape Town uh, first of all mm-hmm. uh, because I wanted to attend the Cape Town Jazz Festival that mm-hmm. happens annually mm-hmm. um, in in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. So this is a time where I had just quit my job and I was ready to start traveling full-time. And I just needed to have an experience. You know, I needed to slow things down a bit. Um, I looked up, you know, other ways. I looked up flights. I, I thought about a bus. But then um, since, I, I mean, I, I grew up in South Africa, right? But mm-hmm. since I've been grown up, the like train travel is just not a thing anymore. Trains are still there, but nobody... Goes for that option so Mm -hmm. I thought hey why not just take the train um and for me I guess I guess it was more of of, of an experience and uh, as a travel writer I needed to to write that that experience for other people and so I ended up taking the train
0: awesome I love how you mentioned Cape Town Jazz Festival it's actually on my it's been on my bucket list of festivals for a long time So oh, you have to do it. I, I mean, you know, in a post corona world, um, hopefully we'll see how it changes, but I'm, you know, it's definitely on my list of um festivals. Oh, you, you definitely
1: should.
0: Yeah. Um, so like can you tell us, can you walk us through like the process of buying um your tickets? Did you buy your tickets? Like, is there an option of buying in advance online or do you have to physically go to the station to buy tickets?
1: Oh so um for me as As I was, you know, trying to find, because this was my first time, so I needed as much information as possible and I still had a couple of months ahead. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I went to the website um, just to look for information, general information on the stops and what to expect. Uh, And then while I was there, then I found a phone number um, to call in. So I figured, since I'm I'm still anxious and unsure, I'd rather speak to a human Mm -hmm. and ask them questions about the train and all of that. And th- then it was then that I found out that I could actually book it immediately. As I was talking to her, she could make the booking
2: for me. Mm-hmm.
1: So I was able to make the booking um, by phone. Unfortunately, uh, as far as I know, you can't book online, mm-hmm. but you can call in and they can book it for you immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, when I got to the station on my day of travel, I realized that some people were buying their tickets um, at the same time, mm-hmm. that just before they traveled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you get to the station it's really not a problem to buy the tickets it doesn't really get overbooked uh, because it's really not that popular Mm -hmm. Um, especially the sleeper train the the tourist side of of the train Mm -hmm. the general train people do use it quite a bit so booking is quite simple either you do it over the phone or you can just buy your ticket on the day of course there's an advantage of buying your ticket in advance because you get you know you get it a bit cheaper yes. so i was able to buy my ticket a month in advance okay. so i knew that everything was booked
0: okay great um and like what kind of like tickets available you just briefly mentioned that there's like a tourist a special section which is a tourist part for the sleeper train then there's like a i guess general section so like what are the kind of like the levels involved in ticket um the ticket t- types of tickets
1: oh so um you you get the, the general uh type type of train mm-hmm. where people you know sort of sit like on the bus um and then you get the tourist class which is a compartment that can take at least at least four people mm-hmm. but uh, the people on the train were telling me there's never really been four you, unless you're traveling as a group then you can be four but generally you get like two people and sometimes you're lucky enough to get a whole compartment on your own mm-hmm. so you get that the sleeper side it has a one compartment and then you have a shower on each on each coach you have a shower and a toilet mm-hmm. on, on on each coach um and then there is a there's a luxury option which is not always on the same train okay they usually have it separate it's okay. called the premier class okay so now that's the one where you know everything is premier class okay. um, champagne <laughs> breakfast and, and all of that oh nice so mine was no. yeah. that, that is a love Yeah. <laughs> <And up. mine, laughs> It's the whole shebang. <laughs> you get everything. Like, um, In fact, the whole trip is planned out for you on, mm-hmm. on that one. But mm-hmm. the tourist class is, you know, for someone like me mm-hmm. who just wants to, to have an experience and, and get to Cape Town. And I like, create my own experiences on the way.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Great. Yeah. Uh, I definitely need to look into that champagne life. Because, you know, so I'm taking a trip actually tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow. In two days. Um, oh, a, tr- yeah. a train trip uh, to New York City. Oh. Um, and for some reason, when I was booking, uh, business class ended up being cheaper than economy. So I booked like business Ah. class, but it doesn't come with champagne. So.
1: Oh well, the premier class
0: train comes with champagne. <laughs> oh wow! I mean, yeah, not, not we, we don't get that over here. We don't get that great service, you know, the, the champagne. So you know, oh, imagine that. I know, but anyway, um, so you know, you like let's say you you know you've you've gotten your ticket, um, you know you're ready. You got your ticket a month a month in advance. Um, like, what did you pack prior to getting on the train? And like, what do you advise that people? Um should pack with them if they're going on like a i guess like a long term you know trip if they're doing like the sleeper train
1: um so uh for so for me my the very first thing I needed to make sure was packed was my camera okay. um I know it's not a basic necessity, but I knew I was doing this for the experience, and I had to make sure that I have my camera, my lenses, my batteries are fully charged, and everything. But on the more practical side of things, you know, you do need some, some wipes, mm-hmm. um, a, a small blanket, although on the train you can pay a very small fee and they can give you a pillow, sheets, and a, maybe a small blanket. But because the compartment itself has a heater and a fan, um, you can just bring your own little blanket. You don't need to have the whole thing mm-hmm. and then you'll keep warm enough or cool enough So um, things like wipes, uh, toilet paper, Mm -hmm. uh, I think as a traveler, you know you have to have. Mm -hmm. Even though they do provide it on the train, but you just absolutely have to have your own. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing was uh, drinking water. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they do sell drinking water on the train, but I just think it's more convenient to bring your own. Mm -hmm. They can provide you with ice for you to cool your, um, your, your water depending on how cold you need your water to be but it's just it just helps to have your own water because then it's you get a peace of mind and you don't have to keep asking for water Mm -hmm. so that turned out to be very important because you can't really drink the water out of the taps Mm -hmm. um you have to have bottled water you know
0: okay cool yeah awesome is there um a luggage limit on the train like based on your ticket
1: uh, so the luggage limit is uh, 25 kgs okay but uh, very lenient okay. um that's what i learned mm-hmm. well i mean i was way below 25 mm-hmm. but they they're quite lenient you know you can have as much carry on as, as you can possibly have uh but i think the reason they have that uh, that limit is because the sa- the same train can is used to um uh, to transport okay so they need to separate those people mm-hmm. as well. But mm-hmm. for tourists, it's 25 kgs, but they're very, very lenient because the even the compartment has a lot of space for you to put your suitcases in.
0: Okay, great, yeah. great. Um, and in terms of, like, you know, comfort, like, what should... Is there anything, like, any particular... I guess type of outfit that you would recommend like for one to wear on their train. Because I do know like the Tazara train in Zambia that runs between Zambia and Tanzania. Um people do advise like wearing I guess like loose fitting if you're gonna wear like pants, they they would suggest wearing like loose fitting pants instead of maybe jeans because um, you know, you do enter like the Muslim part of Tanzania. So like just for you know, I guess modesty reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh wow, that's actually quite interesting. <laughs> so uh, on this trip, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll just suggest that you dress as comfortably as possible, just mm-hmm. as you would dress if you're on a long flight. Mm-hmm. Um, so pants, uh, loose fitting, loose fitting clothing for for comfort. Um, yeah, you could even bring your pajamas if you want to get a, a good night's sleep, mm-hmm. uh, and because the the beds are quite big and comfortable, so mm-hmm. you can actually. Sleep. You don't have to sit up um, to get some rest, but mm-hmm. um, there's there there aren't really any limitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can really just dress as comfortable as you would like to be.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I mean, unless of mm-hmm. course you you're not the kind of person that's going to be sleeping on the train. If you're on a party all night, then you, you dress for the part. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> but it's it's very very comfortable. You can basically just. Do anything you want. You mm-hmm. can walk around. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how you dress. Nobody has any issues
0: with that. Mm-hmm. Great. Good to know. Um, is there, in terms of, like, documentation, um, are there any particular documents that people should have, like, prior to getting on the train? Like, do you need your, I guess, like, your national ID, for instance? Do you have to carry that with you?
1: Um. So, uh Identification is really important, um, just in case something happens, and you know you need to be identified. Mm-hmm. But um, nothing—they don't have any specific documents that they request, unless you booked in advance. All you need because you book on the phone, and they don't really send you any proof of um, of, of payment.
0: Okay,
1: you um, you need to have your reference number. They give you a reference number, okay. so on the day of travel, you just need to give them that reference number so that they'll find you easily and allocate your compartment as soon as possible Mm -hmm. but um, in terms of documentation just your identification whether it's your if you're local south african you need your id if you are you know visiting you need your just your passport to just to identify you and for nothing nothing else okay but maybe if i could mention that um, something that is quite important um, uh, is that just have as much cash as you possibly can Mm -hmm. uh if for for the duration of the trip because um, they do have speed points. You can buy things on on the train using the speed points. But um, because of the network issues, you can only do it when you get to a train station. There's enough signal for them to do it. But having cash is very helpful.
0: Okay. Great, yeah. good tip. Um, so can you kind of like talk about some of the amenities um, on the train and also, um, you mentioned cash? Can you buy food like on the train? Uh, so, um, I was quite surprised, mm-hmm. uh,
1: because I, I think because uh, we don't use the train and generally people kind of look down on it mm-hmm. because you can't get to Cape Town within two hours, why would you take the train and all of that? Mm-hmm. Um, so Yes, I was ready for the experience, Mm -hmm. but I didn't expect much when it came to amenities. I just thought, you know, it's just, I'm just going to do this for the train experience and see everything. Mm -hmm. But I was pleasantly surprised because the shower is clean, um, so much cleaner than I I expected, which Mm -hmm. says a lot about me.
0: You gotta go in with low expectations, and, um, though. You know, just in case. I I
1: really did low my my expectations. You know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I I was very pleasantly disappointed. <laughs> uh, so it 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 was very very clean. There is a cleaning lady who, um, every hour on the hour she she goes around looks looks at each, uh, shower and toilet to make sure that that it's clean. Um, you know, inside. The actual compartment, you get a you can charge your phone, your devices. There's a USB port. Um, if you you know your devices run out of battery life, mm-hmm. um, like I said, there's a heater. If you're feeling cold, that during the night it goes through some very cold areas mm-hmm. in, the, in the in the northern Cape, the, the desert mm-hmm. part of South Africa, mm-hmm. um, and then you need a heater there. So if you need a fan, then then you can use a fan um enough light uh so uh, there's a dining area Mm -hmm. um if you want to go have a nice meal Mm -hmm. or some breakfast um if you want to have a drink with your friends also you can do that and um your question on food Mm -hmm. so the food is just general sort of local food you get your rice and chicken or your rice and beef uh for breakfast you can have eggs and toast and maybe a sausage Mm -hmm. but to be honest um if you you are allowed uh, you are allowed to bring your own food okay so if you prefer that um you can eat exactly what you want because Mm -hmm. they just cook one meal Mm -hmm. and then you really don't have much of a choice if you want to eat something else but they do allow as much food as you can possibly bring and I'll suggest bring a lot of snacks because it's a long trip Mm -hmm. Um, so you might need to start entertaining yourself with food (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's a, that's a that's a great tip um so let's talk about like the actual journey itself like how long did it take how long does it generally take and you mentioned like that you go through a desert so like can you describe um some of the scenery that you remember um on the trip oh my goodness
1: so this is my favorite question uh-huh so the journey is amazing um you know you're from Zambia, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've had moments where you look at your country and think, wow, I can't believe I'm from here. Like, this is my country. My roots are here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a lot of those moments. Um, uh, of course, I had never seen this part of of of, of South Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can fly to Cape Town, like I said, for two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't really see anything. <laughs> you just see Joburg and you see Cape Town. Mm-hmm. But this trip, so it... The, the the journey is supposed to be 27 hours, roughly. Okay. Um, but then you pass through 16 towns, um, 16 small towns, and then that is in four provinces. So South Africa has nine provinces, mm-hmm. so you get to see four out of the nine provinces.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's just such an amazing experience because first um, the train goes through sort of your townships, and, and urban areas, um, you know, so everything is just close, as close to the railway line as possible. If you're visiting, it, it, it also gives you a good insight on, you know, the, the country. You don't just see the fancy parts of the country. You also see how other how the other side is living. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do that, and then at some point, then the land starts to open up, and then you see, you see more farms, and then, when you get to the Northern Cape, then you see the the Karoo part of the country, and you see more desert, uh, the ostrich farms. Uh, it's, it's it's actually quite beautiful. And then the closer you get to Cape Town, then now you, it's it, it gets greener. You see more colonial architecture type towns, uh, like the, the very small towns and. You start to you start to see uh, the the wine lands, which is probably one of the best parts of it, because then you see the real beauty. You know, it's green and it's very Tuscany-like. If I can use that mm-hmm. that reference, mm-hmm. and and then of course, and then of course, you start getting closer to the city, and then also you start to, to see more townships and everything gets closer. Then you start smelling the ocean. Then you know you're really in Cape Town
0: awesome it's just it's beautiful that sounds like such an amazing experience and i love how you said that you know sometimes you're in your country and then you see something and you're like oh my gosh i can't believe i'm from here and i i would say that i get that feeling at the victoria falls in zambia um and i'm looking forward to getting that feeling when i finally you know do my national parks tour of zambia Hopefully before the end of this year, um, coronavirus, you know, is like the main thing. So we don't know. But exactly. Yeah. So um, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. But um, thank you for sharing that. that. Um, Did you meet any interesting people on this particular trip? Because you're talking about like, you know, sometimes you can be bored. So if you're traveling alone and, you know, you are a little bit, I guess, extroverted, I guess you could maybe venture out and meet a few people, maybe in the dining area that you mentioned. Um, Did you meet any interesting people on this trip? Um,
1: so, so I was quite fortunate, um, Mm -hmm. because most of, uh, okay, maybe let me start here. So I'm a bit, not a bit, a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert. Mm -hmm. Um, I generally entertain myself. Uh, I'm not so good at being out there. Um, I, I, I prefer the slower things in life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and so this was like my first time doing solo travel. Uh, because I had, I, I had found comfort in doing it um, in a group.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think I also listened to uh, one of your your podcasts when you're talking about group travel. So mm-hmm. I found that that comfort um, in, in being around people so that, you know, I'm safe all the time. I know what's happening. I don't get lost and people don't see that I'm alone. But then this was my first kind of venture into like proper proper solo, mm-hmm. and on that particular trip, I was fortunate that about eighty percent of the people on the train on that day were people who had who were traveling to the K-Town Jazz Festival, okay. and people who had been doing this for like twenty years. In fact, for exactly twenty years, and so these people just came to party. They had a good time. So I've met a lot of those people, had some interesting chats. Um, mm. So, you know, it made things a bit more comfortable. And then um, I met this South American couple who were in Cape Town for a different kind of festival, a tattoo festival oh, that wow. was happening at the V&A waterfront. Um, very interesting conversations there. And I also met a lady who was coming from a church conference in another province. Um, different type of conversation altogether. hmm Uh, So it was like an eclectic mix of everything. You know, I met a lot of people and um, I learned quite a lot about myself Mm -hmm. as a person, Mm -hmm. uh, myself as a traveler. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was able to get out of my shell and mix with these strangers and have a good time. Um, Of course, at least knowing that it's, it's for a limited time, my introversion is going to kick in anytime, and i I can go back to the compartment as soon as I feel like i I need to mm-hmm. so it 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 was quite amazing it it even helped me to to just get out of my shell a lot more so in subsequent trips i've been able to practice a lot more of that mm-hmm. um, in malawi i've been able to go out and party with strangers for a while because I know that at the end of the night I get to go home um so I, I learned a lot about just not just the introversion, but also um, to help me with my solo travel going
0: forward. Awesome! That's those are that that's great that you managed to learn something about yourself and that you took a chance and you did some solo travel and this ended up being like your first solo travel um trip. Now you've sold us you've sold us on taking the Soloza train, um. But just for people that just want a last reminder or a last like you know do this uh why should everybody take the social tourist class chain at least once in their life
1: oh my goodness um oh, for me i would say there's just something about train travel um it's, it's 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 the nostalgia uh of it all you know uh feeling like i don't know we we have these fast-paced lives, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we work eight to five and everything is fast. Our food is fast. Uh, You can get an Uber on your phone and, you know, everything is quite easy and simple. But then for me, train travel, it gave me time to just step back, slow things down and actually look around. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that moment of looking up and looking outside, It was just so therapeutic. Um, It answered so many questions for me. Uh, Going to Cape Town, I think this is the third time that I'm saying it, you can go from Johannesburg to Cape Town in two hours, and you'll get there, do whatever business, and you get home. But if you just slow all of that down, look outside, and the detail in which you see the country is unmatched. Um, you cannot see that on maybe even a main road because this is like back roads um, Mm -hmm. where railway lines are. They actually cut through mountains and it was just the most amazing feeling. So if I I could suggest for anyone to do this, it's just the amazing amount of detail that you see when you travel on a train.
0: Mm -hmm. Great. Well, we are sold for sure. It's on our bucket list. I've been sold since you talked about like the shower being super clean and the fact that like there's a heater and a fan, what works for me because I get cold, like I'm such a coldie, I get cold very quickly so the fact that there's a heater makes me feel so much better. Because I'm always yeah. the one carrying like a thousand blankets and then, you know, a, I, have a, and I have a scarf when I'm flying and then I have like the thick socks because then it starts to get cold. And, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <I> know. <laughs> so I'm glad that it has, um, you know, those amenities. Um, Lulu, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the Mwendo, you know, podcast. Where can we follow your adventures on social media?
1: Oh, well, um, so I am on on Instagram mm-hmm. as Wanderlust underscore Lulu. Mm-hmm. And I'm also on Twitter as also Wanderlust underscore Lulu. Um, I also have a Facebook page, which is just Wanderlust Lulu. You will find me very quickly. Mm-hmm. My travel blog is WanderlustLulu.travel.blog
0: blog. awesome and i will provide a link yes. in the show notes to the particular blog post where you talked about um taking this this train um journey so everyone should make sure they check that out so oh, you can absolutely. find the muende we podcast on twitter we're at muende which is spelled m-w-e-n-d-e-b w-i-n-o or on instagram at windowino podcast and you can listen to this episode and all our episodes on different platforms we're on anchor we're on google podcasts we're on um itunes we're on spotify soundcloud as well so um please give us a listen download share with your friends and please give us a five-star rating on itunes because that helps more people interested in african travel discover the podcast now lulu in zambia when someone is embarking on a journey we you know we we say travel blessings to them we wish them well so on your next adventures i would like to say to you when wino.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. And in South Africa, in Zulu, when you say thank you, you say "yabonga." So lakulu. Like thank you very much.
0: Oh, thank you. So in Zambia, we say like we have different languages, but in uh, Lusaka, someone would say, you know, Zikomo, which is thank you. Oh, yes. Zikomo kwambiri. Similar to Malawi, I guess.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely.
0: We are returning to Zambia to talk about train travel, specifically taking the Tazara train. Now, I wrote an article about the Tazara, um, taking the Tazara train, not personally, but how to take the Tazara train. And I've always been curious to speak to people who have actually gotten on this train. So, Tazara is actually, um, a combination of Tanzania and Zambia because it was built um, but between the two countries um, with the assistance of China and hundreds of people take the Tezara to go um, from Zambia to um, Tanzania. So my guest today recently took the Tezara train and will be sharing her experience as well as tips for those who would like to experience um, the Tazara. And her name is Wongani. Hi, Wangani, How are you? Hi Maz, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Now Wangani is an outdoor recreation instructor. She's a travel blogger and vlogger. Um, so Wangani, you took the Tazara train um I guess it was a couple of months ago now, right? Yeah, it
2: was in December.
0: Okay, great. Um, so can you tell myself, like and the listeners, why you decided to use this particular mode of transport, and how much planning went into the trip before it actually happened?
2: Okay, so, well, I was traveling with my workmates, who happened to have planned to go to Zanzibar for the December and just said to me, why don't you just come along since all of us are going? So I thought, yeah, why not? And this was around October, so I didn't really have that much time to plan, Mm -hmm. and by this point, they had already decided that you know, they wanted to take the train and, yeah, I agreed with it. It seemed like a really good idea.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, great. Um, and, like, how did you purchase tickets? Did you go to the, I guess, the office, the main office to purchase tickets um, prior to your trip? Or did you go, like, on the first day? And, like, um, for those that don't know, like, what are the kind of tickets available for those that want to travel on Tazara?
2: Yeah, so it was actually really easy um for me because like I said my boss um was already planning on going and others so they had contacted the um the main office and they I think I think he had the phone number for them. I don't know where he got that from. Maybe it's on the website. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um but then he just called and reserved the tickets and then one of our party was coming from was actually getting on at Kapiri and so he just bought the tickets when he got there. So it was really easy for us. Um, yeah, and then the types of tickets. So there's basically three classes. There's first class, um, and that cost about one thousand nine hundred and fifty kwacha. So, and there's four um, sleepers in it. So there's that's about four hundred and eighty seven kwacha per person. Mm-hmm. Um, second class was two thousand two hundred kwacha. So it was three sixty seven per person because um, it has six beds. And so, um, and then third class is a lot, it's a bit cheap. I'm not sure. I think about maybe 300 kwacha or 200 and something kwacha. And those are basically just chairs that, you know, rows of chairs. Um,
0: Yeah. Cool. And, and, and um, like for the tickets, did you, like what, what class of tickets did you guys get? And I did hear that, like, for instance, if you get a sleeper compartment, which sleeps for people that. <laughs> um you have to like i guess be you have to bite out if you're like a guy and a girl traveling because um i guess because tanzania like is partly muslim like they don't allow people to like of the same sex that are not related to share a compartment is that true I think
2: it is true. What we did, because we were quite a big group, so we bought a combination of first-class and second-class um, cabins. So the, we made the boys go in the second class, obviously, and then <laughs> we girls in the first class. And, yeah, we just used the extra space. So we did buy out the cabins. I think it is it does make sense that they um, are quite limited and quite restrictive as to sharing cabins. So, yeah, it is recommended, I guess, to buy out the whole
0: cabin if you're traveling with friends or with family as well. Yeah. Okay. Great. And like what is the cost of the sleeper ticket? Like what is what is what comes with the cost? Is it just a ticket or do you get like extra stuff like bedding or toiletries?
2: Um yeah, so first class um comes with quite a lot. It has um bedding and it also comes with like they, they give you water and some basic toiletries um that you would find um, in the cabin when you get there um and then they also do a uh, room service so they come and ask you what meals you want and things like that second class it's pretty much the same they have bedding i think a few toiletries as well um, but it doesn't have any room service and then yeah third class is just the ticket pretty much
0: okay great um okay so you had your tickets ready and like what What did did you pack before you got onto the train and kind of like what tips would you have for people who are, you know, wanting to go on the Taza for the first time and don't really know like what to take with them?
2: Mm. Yeah, so we were traveling to Zanzibar, so we're actually going on holiday. So we had all of our holiday stuff. Um, But what we did, which we found like pretty helpful, was that we had our main suitcases for the holiday, but then we also had smaller travel bags just for the trip. Um, Which is quite helpful because that means you can keep your main suitcase or bags out of the way. Um, Yeah, and especially if you have the whole cabin, you can just fit it in there. Um, Some things that I would recommend, I had an extension cable, which was pretty handy as there's only a double socket in the cabin. So if you have lots of things to charge, your phones and laptops and such, then it's quite handy to have an extension cable. Um yeah we also took our laptops for entertainment headphones books games um I would also recommend having a personal like a travel mug or even a flask because you can actually um buy a flask of hot water so that's quite handy and you can make your own teas and coffees and stuff in your cabin um yeah
0: great um I guess I would add like extra tissue and wipes and on that list yeah yeah uh
2: yeah so yeah it would be recommended to have yeah that kind of thing because yeah if you're if you want your own personal things then it's really handy to have those and because it is quite a long trip it's quite handy to have like wipes and your own toiletries um because you'll be on the train for a few days so yeah
0: okay good now speaking of like a few days like i've read that there usually could be delays Um, So, like, on the particular train that you guys took, like, did you make it there in time or, like, were there delays? And if there were delays, like, how did you guys pass the time?
2: Um, Yeah, so uh, we mostly spent our time just in the cabins um, or in the lounge area having conversation or playing games and watching movies and stuff on our laptops um we didn't even need to read because we had so much to do (laughs) so that was quite good um the journey for us took quite long it was about two and a half days so um but it can be a lot worse that was pretty normal but some people like we had friends who traveled a week before us and they had an 18 hour delay so that's pretty common and you need to be really patient yeah
0: wow yeah i would definitely need a lot of patience for that (laughs) um (laughs) So, like, speaking, like, in terms of, like, what to wear on the trip, like, what would you recommend? Should you wear, like, your, your, your yoga pants or your jogger pants or can you go with jeans? Um, like, what would you recommend that would be comfortable for people to wear um, for, like, the trip?
2: Um, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, because there's a Muslim population in Tanzania, you might want to think about dressing quite modestly, um, but it is quite a long journey. So it is important to be comfortable as well. So I would recommend, yeah, sweatpants, t-shirts, you can wear shorts, but as long as they're decent Mm -hmm. and, or you could wear those typical tourist pants, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Good. Noted. Um, yeah. So like what time did you guys did you and your friends arrive at the station um, in Mukushi? Can you describe the train experience? Like was the station busy? Um, did you get there like two or three hours in advance? Were there any like shops there for people to buy last minute items, for instance?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the train got to Mukushi between 4 and 5 p.m., but yeah, like I said, it's a bit unpredictable, so it is quite useful to get there um, a few hours in advance, maybe 3 o'clock. I think we got there around 4, we didn't have to wait too long. Mm-hmm. Um, the train station in Makushi isn't really busy. Um, it's just a platform, and yeah you but there weren't any shops there, so you couldn't get anything. but what we did was we went into town first to get last minute items like drinks and snacks and then we went to the train station um there are also vendors who sell stuff along the journey so you can get things from them um but yeah, like the train station in da was um very very different and a lot more hectic and chaotic so that was yeah, you can expect and that kind of difference.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. Um, Now, I guess for people that are coming like from Lusaka, they would need to budget like extra time, because if you're taking like a bus, or even if you're driving from Lusaka, like there might be like traffic, for instance. So people should like be sure to keep that in mind, for sure. So what kind of documents um, should one have prior to boarding the train? Um, I know, like there's immigration that happens on the train. So would you need your passport or is it okay to have like a national registration card?
2: Okay, so if you're a Zambian, then you definitely do need your passport. Um, they also, like the immigration officers, also did try to hassle us for not having yellow fever cards. Um, but you actually don't need them. So it's important to just check up before you travel to see in case anything has changed. Um, but apart from that, you don't need anything. And but if you're not Zambian, then you might need to have a few extra things, such as any um, vaccinations you've had or your passport permits and other things like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. And at what time of the trip is like the immigration part done? Is it like right when you cross into Tanzania?
2: Yeah, yeah, so it happens right at the border, and the immigration officers just come onto the train, and that can be at any time, so then they only come the next morning, and you'd sleep at the station, um, but other, either way, the process does take a good number of hours, as, you know, they have to go through everyone on the train, so that takes quite a bit of time.
0: Okay, Cool. Um, so you spoke about food briefly about how you can buy food from like vendors on the, like on the way. Um, but on the Chazara train itself, like, what was the food like on the train? Is there, you, you mentioned also previously that there's like a, they come and take your orders. So like, what are the options that are available for people to eat on the train?
2: Um, yeah, the food is, Quite limited, so what you could have is um, either beef or chicken, and you could have it with either rice or shima and there's vegetables as well. Um, there is also a third option, which is chips, but they don't actually tell you that, so you just have to know and you have to ask for it. And if you do, then they'll say, yeah, it takes a while to prepare, but they do have chips as well, so that's the third option. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the food is actually pretty good, and they serve it hot. Um, it's quite large portions as well and you can get a meal for either lunch or supper and then there's also a breakfast menu which has toast eggs sausages and coffee or tea so there's actually quite a lot and yeah you can actually get stuff from the vendors as well um, though that isn't always possible because sometimes you stop at a station for just a few minutes before moving on but yeah
0: Okay, good. Thanks for sharing. Um yeah, I would get very bored of the chicken and beef real quick. So I definitely have a little extra provisions for myself. So it's good to know that. And I guess if you're yeah. if you're like pescatarian, like if you'll need fish, then that might be a little bit yeah. challenging.
2: Um, they actually did have fish sometimes, so depending on where in the journey you are, you could um get fish but it wasn't as common
0: yeah okay good good and speaking mm-hmm. of, i wanted to also like find out about the currency so so you're buying if you're on the zambian side you're buying your meals in Kwacha, and then is there a part like when you can change your money um like through customs officers how how does that work
2: Okay, so when you get to the border at the same time when there's immigration officers on board, the currency, the money changes will come on board as well and they will be changing your money from kwacha to shillings. Um This isn't The best experience because you definitely do need to change your shillings because once you cross over they change the meals to be in shillings so if you don't have shillings you can't buy any meals Um, but then they do really try to rip you off with the exchange rates like the they're not really honest with that so it's quite tricky to manage so yeah you just have to change enough for the rest of the journey is what i'd advise you to do Mm -hmm.
0: yeah okay good thank you for and i guess you have to do your research before to know like what the exchange rate is so exactly yeah don't get as ripped off you know yeah
2: definitely even though they still even if you show them your phone and say "Look, look this is the exchange rate online they'll be like nope either you get my money or go so they can be a bit difficult yeah oh
0: that's that, that's a shame um but just definitely something for people to keep in mind um so let's talk about the scenery like how did the how did that change as the journey progressed
2: yeah it was actually really beautiful scenery um mainly on the zambian side it was just the bush um and the occasional village um yeah pretty much uninhabited areas. Um, But when you cross over the border, the scenery changes quite quickly. Um, Yeah, they have really tall forest trees uh, that are really different to the Zambian ones. So that's quite fascinating. And the areas also became more mountainous. And there were many points where the train would go through tunnels that they had dug through the hills, or um, it was going over bridges. And the track was a lot more windy so it also slowed the train down quite a bit um we were also looking forward to going through the game parks and reserves on the tanzanian side um but we didn't actually get to see many animals so that was a bit unfortunate for us
0: oh that's disappointing for sure um yeah so for people that like enjoy slow travel um would you recommend that they can get off at different stops like for instance i know that like in Serenje, you can, you know, go to Kundalila Falls or Kasanka. And so can you like get off and then, um, you know, like enjoy your off Tazar experience for a few days and then get back on? Or is it because the train is kind of unpredictable, like that would not necessarily be recommended because you wouldn't maybe know like what time the train is coming for you to get back on it?
2: Yeah exactly I would yeah I wouldn't really recommend it as like you said the train is unpredictable and you would have to really I don't know have some connection with the station to find out when it's expected to arrive I guess um but if you and also because the like the express train only travels once a week so if you really want to stay in those places for a week or more then I would recommend it but if you don't um I wouldn't really and then you'd also have to think about arranging transport because those places um, that you could access, like Kundalila, say, are quite remote, and it's not really possible to get there by bus or anything like that. So, um, but if you just really want the full experience and you really do want to get off at those places, then yeah, I'd say go for it.
0: Okay, great. Um, so you just mentioned yeah. like express train. So I guess I, I I should have you know mentioned before that there are different types of trains. So there's the express train which you mentioned, then uh-huh. there's the ordinary train. So the express train, um, which is called the Mukuba Express, leaves every Tuesday from New um, Kapirin Poshi to Dar, and every Friday from Dar to Kapirin Poshi. Um, it leaves at, uh-huh. according to the website, it leaves at um, 14 hours, which is 4 p.m., um, and um, then the ordinary train... Runs in the opposite direction from the express train every Tuesday and Friday, leaving Dar, um, and New Kapir and at 1350, which is 150, um, which is East African time. So I guess you also have to know East African time and Central African time, um, because that's different. Yeah. Um, and that leaves on Tuesday and Friday respectively. Um, and the ordinary train stops at every serviceable railway station in the respective regions of Tanzania. And Zambia. And I heard there's also a special train that happens sometimes um during like tourist like during holidays. So I read that there's one during Christmas, Eastern, New Year, and a few other public holidays. Um and then you can do that with like tour operators where you can go and pass the Celus Game Reserve. Um, so there's like a website called rovo.com where people can find out about um the special train if they want to take that. So that seems pretty Pretty exciting. So, going back to um, to Tazara, did you meet any interesting people on the trip or did you learn anything about yourself and your travel companions that you didn't know prior to getting on the Tazara?
2: Yeah, there was quite a range of different people, different nationalities. um, And yeah, some of them were quite engaging, and you'd get to hear lots of really cool stories from them. Um, but personally, on this trip, I didn't really spend much time talking to other people other than those I was traveling with because, yeah, we were quite a big group, like I said.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I was actually sharing a cabin. So I was sharing it with my friend Tina, but also two girls from the UK who were visiting my boss and his family. So that in itself was quite interesting. And we had lots to talk about, about, you know, the holiday and, yeah you know, where we're coming from and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, As for learning stuff about myself, I think the biggest thing I discovered was that I, you know, it was my first time traveling by train. So I did experience some motion sickness. So that was a bit strange for me. Um, But yeah, I think generally we did learn quite a lot about each other. And yeah, it was really fun to experience each other outside of work. And that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Great. So did you do the, did you go back from Dar, uh, I mean, yeah, from Dar on the Pizarro as well, or did you just go one way?
2: No, we did go back on the train as well. Okay. Yeah.
0: How was that experience different compared to the one going?
2: It was quite different because it, like half of our group had already left or they were leaving from Da directly. So it was quite different, Um, a bit more quiet, a bit more lonely because I didn't have all my friends with me. Um, But it was pretty, and that one was also a bit um, less exciting because we'd already had our exciting holiday and then now we were just going back and all of us couldn't just wait to get back and get home. So it was a bit more frustrating when we had delays and things like that. But yeah, it was still a pretty good trip.
0: Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, now, lastly, why do you recommend Tazara? Why should everyone take the Tazara at least once in their lifetime? And this is gonna be a way to convince me to take the Tazara because even though I've like <laughs> fantasized about taking it, I'm just like, I don't know, the bathroom situation might be a bit odd, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the bathroom experience was very unique. I'll just say that, but yeah, that's not to discourage you from going. I think the experience itself is very difficult to put into words. Um, I think you—it's just worth you trying to go for it yourself. Um, just to use the cliche, it's once in a lifetime, um, but it really is because you know you get to experience um, meeting new people discovering things about yourself like you asked and you know the views are amazing just the whole experience is really i'd highly recommend it
0: yeah great um so wangani where can people find you on social media to follow your next travels
2: all right so i'm really active on instagram at elate sunshine and also on youtube and you can also follow my blog at elatesunshine.com
0: yeah great and i know you did a video you did a vlog of your tazar experience or so people that do want to check that out i'll put it in the show notes um for everyone yeah. that wants a visual experience before they decide to go on the trip so
2: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely check it out please
0: <laughs> oh, great right. um mangani thank you so much for being a guest on Wendy we know and as you know in zambia when someone is heading on a journey and we want to wish them well. We say to them, Mwende Wino. So I say to you, Mwende Wino.
2: Thank you so much, Maz.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. So you can find the Mwende Wino podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Apple. We're on Anchor. We're on Player FM and Google Podcasts. So please subscribe, download, share with your friends. And let us know what you think. We're also on Instagram at Mwende Know Podcast. And we're on Twitter at Mwende, we know, okay.